Women Want to Hear Women, where we put the spotlight on country music's most talented ladies. Be a part of moving the conversation forward with your host, Elena Smith. Welcome back to the podcast. We're going to change the narrative that women don't want to hear women. It's something that I have been told to my face multiple times, and I later found out that a bunch of female artists have been experiencing the exact same thing, and we're all just over it. Of course, women want to hear women, and guys do too. Now, let's get to this week's podcast. I'm excited for you guys to meet Jim Casey. He is in charge over at NashCountryDaily.com. And he is also my partner in this entire project. So this is a really fun one. And it's fun, too, to just like be chatting with my friends. So I hope that you guys enjoy. And here we go. All right. So this week, the podcast is a little bit different. There is not a female artist being featured as we gear up for the final episode, which is happening next week for season one. But this week, we thought that we would kind of have some fun, and I'd invite Jim Casey to the podcast. You have been hearing me say his name all the time, as every time like I wrap up the podcast, I always think Jim Casey, so you know the name. But uh, Jim, say hi. Hello. <laughs> so here's the thing. Jim has been like my partner in crime throughout this whole thing. One night we were just like having some drinks and we got to this discussion. It's also something that Jim has been very passionate and vocal about. And we just kind of decided we wanted to do something. And like that night I went back to my place and I wrote something and sent it to you, right? Right. We decided to do something and then you did it. And then I did something and then you did something and it just kind of steamrolled from there. We Ask for what forgiveness before permission or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. We didn't really tell anyone we were doing it and then <laughs> gained some traction. And so the people kind of higher up in the company were like, um, hi, what's this? We like it. <laughs> yeah, we like it. So it ended up working out well. And yeah, sometimes that whole ask for forgiveness thing works out nicely. And it did this time around. And man, okay. So what we wanted to do was just kind of take a look back at this because it has really organically turned into like its own thing and we let it do that. We just like let it breathe and let it do whatever it kind of was destined to do. And um, we started things off with some, some clips from Casey Musgraves, who is now up for album of the year at the Grammys. I mean, she's just killed it all year long. And, um, you know, I'm really glad that that's where we started. It's like you were psychic about that. Right. And you started this six months ago. We started, mm -hmm. I think, right around the first of June 24, I think this is the 24th episode. Yeah, 24th, because yeah. 25th is going to be the final episode of the season. And so you started with Casey. That was a great pick because obviously her album exploded. Mm -hmm. Grammy nominations, CMA award. Yes. I mean, that was a great one to start with. Yeah. And we went into a little Dolly Parton, which <laughs> got some attention. That's when people were kind of like, oh, what's happening over here? Uh, but it definitely wasn't the, the ginormous thing that Carrie Underwood was for this podcast. I mean, that was insane. I can't, I still can't believe that she was like so cool about coming on for it. Very cool. The, the big names, Carrie and Marin and Carly Pierce. Mm -hmm. But what I think is really cool, not to get away from the Carrie topic, is the light that you've kind of shined on the people like Abby Anderson and Rachel yeah. Wamick and Heather Morgan and Leah Turner, all these people who may not have the name recognition of a Carrie or a Marin or a Dolly. Mm -hmm. But to you, these guests are just as important as the Carries. You know, yeah. there's there's been no separation when you're talking to your guests about uh, the, the kind of echelons of talents between them. 
I mean, mm-hmm. you have given equal amounts of respect and airtime and the conversation from Dolly to uh, what was Tegan Marie, a 14-year-old? Yes, little Tegan Marie. You to her. So, <laughs> yes. I mean, just the, the gamut of ages and uh, just different points in their careers. And it's really cool how you've just seamlessly interwoven one guest to the next from Carrie to, uh, I just mentioned Rachel Wamick. That's the one that jumps out to me. Uh, Tennille Towns. You oh, know, yeah. It's guests mm-hmm. who, you know, aren't Carrie and aren't Marin and aren't, Carly Pearson don't have number one hits and uh, huge albums and are nominated for awards, but mm-hmm. they are just as important. Oh, absolutely. And like, that's, that's our whole point too. We want to just like give this platform that a lot of them aren't getting. So whatever platform we have, we want to share it with all of the artists that we're just really passionate about. And you know, it, it's great too. I was talking with Logan Brill's team. Somebody, I bumped into them at whiskey jam the other night and they were like, yo, this was a game changer for us. They were like, people have been bringing it up. They're talking about it. And and hearing that is what makes me really just proud of what you and I created because that's exactly what we want. We want them to have whatever extra platform that they can and get out there and and be these strong, powerful women that have voices and not just musical voices, but, you know, they have voices, they have thoughts, they have, they're smart and they're talented and they deserve their shot. So that was a really huge moment. I think for this podcast is hearing them reach out and say something like that. I remember when you, when we posted the first episode and put it out on Twitter and how much of a reaction it got from Cam, for instance, who's going to be the guest next week. Yes. A retweet from her. And then you see Ray Lynn retweeted and it just grows from there. And this is before, you know, anyone heard an episode or, or, saw what you were doing or, you know, this was just, here's an idea and it yeah. just completely snowballed. It was, you, you've gotten such great support from this industry, the, the female artists within the industry uh, just immediately. So that's, yeah. you know, I think you can attribute a lot of the success that you're having to just the support that you got from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And they, that, that was really cool. We like had collected a bunch of those tweets that people were, were putting out when we first started it. But I mean, it just goes to show that this was an area that, yeah, there are some people having the conversation, but it's also really kind of still taboo in country music. I mean, it's something that's kind of scary for people to talk about because of course that's the setup of radio and labels and you don't want to piss anybody off. And it's just, it's very complicated. So I also really want to shout out all of the ladies that have come through and been so honest about this topic because it is scary. Like, I don't, I don't know that everybody really realizes like it's, it's a, it's an intimidating thing to talk about. So just like huge shout out. If any of you guys are listening that have come on the show, just, I'm so proud of you guys and, and so thankful that you were open about this, this kind of stuff. I mean, do you feel like it's still taboo? Yeah, but the, the conversation has definitely changed in the last six months and, and year Look at what CMT has been doing with the next right. women of country class. They are the ones who have really, you know, been on top of this for a number of years. And then they had the the kind of celebration of, of female artists. Uh, yeah. I guess was that last month or two months ago? Yeah, I think that was like two months ago now. And then you saw the Grammy nominations come out, and you know, three female artists getting nominations for country album of the year. That's big because mm. they were locked out of the CMA awards. I don't think. A female artist got a nomination for album of the year. No, this past year. Other than Casey. Right, other than Casey. So the Grammys, it's got Ashley McBride, it's mm-hmm. got Casey, it's got... Kelsey. Kelsey, that's right. Yeah, Marin's got like five nominations this year. 
it is really encouraging to see all of that. And, it, and you hope that you're at least like a little part of moving that conversation forward. Okay. So let's talk about some favorites here. Like, do you, you listen to every podcast. You were there for a lot of them. Jim, of course, is my, like I said earlier, my partner in crime on this. Um, so what, what were some of your favorites? Well, starting with Carrie, one of the things that jumped out to me that she said that I never really thought about because I'm, I run a website or I, I post stories constantly on Nash Country Daily. That's, by the way, I don't think I explained that. That's what Jim does. He is in charge of and posts and does all the stuff, anything you see on Nash Country Daily or any of like the Nash FM websites across the country. That's all Jim. Carrie said something to the effect of stop pitting women against each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I've tried not to do that. But then she specifically mentioned something like, we don't need these who wore it best things or, you know, and that's just a real easy post for, for uh, to get website clicks. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, the CMA Awards, here is everyone walking down the red carpet. Who looked great and who didn't? Right. You know, it's really, it's just really easy content and people love it. And she said that and that, you know, I was like, oh man, she's talking about me because <laughs> that's what I, that's a lot of the stuff that I do. I right. stopped doing it. I, really? Now it's just like, here's what everybody wore. Not, no commentary on, you know, this person didn't wear it as. Wait, I'm kind of obsessed with that. It was because of Carrie. She's the one that said it. And I was sitting there listening to her and I was like, like I said, I was like, oh man, she's, she's talking to me, talking yeah. about me, right. talking about what I do. Yeah. So that's something that jumped out. Just right off the bat when mm-hmm. she started talking about pitting people against each other. And just like the nature of my upbringing has always been about like comparing and contrasting people. Right. It's like put them in the cage and who survives? You know, there's your winner. Like that's been my whole mm-hmm. life. I love that aspect of just like competition and, and uh, you know, I, I would run something during March, kind of like a March Madness yeah, kind of March thing. March Madness does their own thing, and, and you can't you can't even say March Madness. They've got the oh, trademark yeah. on it. We did Whoops. some like <laughs> some little music madness thing where you pit like who has had the best years against each other, and mm-hmm. you put them in a bracket, and you let people vote, and people you know really enjoyed voting. voting. And but I, I see her point. It's just it's pointless. Yeah. You know, it's it's unnecessary, and it's feeding into a normalcy of the pitting against. That is really interesting. Yeah. So that's. That's one of the big takeaways that I've had from just the 23, 24 episodes that yeah. you've done. Well, and a lot of people, we we did bring that up with a lot of people about being pitted against other women. And it was really kind of cool, I think, for me at least, like especially as a woman, because and I was pretty open about the fact that like I it's taken me a long time to get to the point where I, to where I am, because we kind of have this nature in us where we're competing against other women. And there's just like, they, you feel like there's not enough space for everybody. So you, you know, the one person that's on the top 20 of the charts, like the one woman or whatever, you know, it's just, it's, you don't feel like there is enough space, but there is. And I think that's something that we really tried to highlight a lot of, but hearing so many of the artists talk about, how vulnerable they are and how they really are still dealing with jealousy and, you know, be and and trying to not pit themselves against other women and not talk bad about other people. It's just interesting that people at that point in their life are still dealing with that. And it says a lot. So I don't know. That was one of my favorite takeaways. Oh, and from Carrie, my favorite line, I think of the entire podcast series so far was when she said, and maybe uh, producer Ryan can grab this clip or something, but she said something along the lines of, um, 
what is she going to tell what she's supposed to tell little girls right now? Like, sweetie, you can do it. You can you can be a country star because she's like, that's not true. Like, I can't I can't tell little girls that because it, it's not possible right now. All of the little girls that are sitting at home saying, I want to be a country music. I want to be a country music singer. Mm-hmm. What do you tell them? You know, what do you what do you do? How do you look at them and say, well, just work hard, sweetie, and you can do it when that's. Probably not. The, it's not the case right now because I see so many girls out there busting their rear ends and so many guys out there that it's like some some new guy has like a number one. And I'm like, well, good for you. That's great. But who are you? Like, what's right. happening? And yeah. then and then these other people that these women, strong women who are super talented that totally deserve it, not getting the same opportunities. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that really stood out. And that was even something that stood out to a lot of the other artists too. Like Marin, I think, mentioned it in our podcast recording. I think when Carrie said that, there were two or three women in the top 20. Yeah. You know, now, currently, as we do this podcast, there are zero. Zero. And that's a huge story. But it's also great that it's a huge story because people are actually paying attention and noticing instead of just letting it happen. So, I mean, I think that says a lot about the conversation too. What are, do you have some other favorites throughout the season? You know, one thing that you ask every guest, um, how do you change the narrative? What are some good ways to flip this script? Women don't want to hear women mm-hmm. on the radio. How do we get more women on the radio? And the answer that really stuck with me, Marin said, and she's the only one that has said this, I, I think, it's up to publishers to sign more female songwriters. Right. Female songwriters read female artists. You know, she mentioned, you know, Casey Musgraves and and herself started out with publishing deals. Mm-hmm. If more publishers sign more female songwriters, we're going to get more females on country radio. She also mentioned labels having this thing. Well, we're not currently signing women. Which we heard a few girls, a few of the women that came through say that they've heard that before. Yeah, you did. We mm-hmm. we had like maybe five or six yeah. mentioned that. Baron's the only one that said about the publishing. And that, right. I, I thought that was just a really interesting idea that Never would have occurred to me. You know, people are focusing so much on how do we get these females who have released songs on the radio? How do we get them, you know, in the top 20? Right. But it starts at at an even smaller level. I don't want to say grassroots, but, you know, a a building block level. More female songwriters with publishing deals, eventually more artists. And Mm -hmm. the two that she mentioned herself and Casey Musgraves, I mean, wow. Right. Those are, if, if they can do it, then there's no telling, you know, the, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Just where it can go. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're just two really good examples of female artists who have started with publishing deals and who are now, you know, the top. See, I don't even want to, I was almost ranked them. I almost said like the top, (laughs) but I'm not even going to, who are in the the very upper echelon of of female artists right now of success was. You know, that reminds me, um, this is fun having this conversation because it's like intertwined so much, all of these episodes, but you're talking about the publishing. And remember when Heather Morgan came in, Heather Morgan is the songwriter. She's written plenty of number ones, and now she's just starting to do her own thing as an artist. Um, She had some great stories, but when she was talking about the publisher telling her, we need more male songs, they're telling the, the female writer, the really successful female writer, we need more male songs. And so, yeah, I think that that's a huge thing with the publisher. Like that, that isn't a really interesting takeaway putting those two things together. Yeah. I'd forgotten completely about that. Yeah. You just mentioned it, but that's something that you would never think that somebody is out there saying, Oh, we need here. You have a publishing deal. We need more male songs. Right. You know, it's, it's not enough that the top 20 on 
the Billboard chart right now are all men. I guess they do need more male songs. I know. I guess so. <laughs> they need them because there's no females <laughs> there's no to females sing them. <laughs> out there. So I guess that does make sense. But that's a that's a tough pill to swallow. To yeah. Hear, to right. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, do you have any questions for me, Jim? Because yeah. usually I'm always asking the questions. I've got some for you. So. Mm-hmm. 2019 is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Who are some of the female artists that you want on the show next year? Well, I, you know, the one that's coming up next week, you mentioned Cam is like, I wanted to get her on for a long time. And uh, she is one of the big inspirations for this podcast. So I'm really excited about that. But some other ones that I would really like are uh, Kelsey Ballerini. I would love to talk to her about it. I would love to talk to Shania Twain. Um, And a big reason for that is because she's mentioned in almost every single one of the podcasts. And it'll be so interesting to get like her perspective on how it was when women were ruling the game, you know, and and how she's experiencing it now. So like I've got I've got a lot that I would like to hear from her. I would also like to go to a lot of those those women like I would love to talk with Trisha Yearwood. I think it would be great to. Um, chat with even people like Pam Tillis or something. Like I, I would love to kind of do some more throwbacks and and get their insight on what's happening right now. But um, also, I would love to have Lindsay Ellen because she has had a crazy career, and I would just want to talk about it and see what's going on. Um, but yeah, there there are a lot. But also, I've mentioned this a couple times. I think that it's going to be really important. And it's probably going to be pretty difficult to get them, but I would really love to get some label heads in here so we can kind of understand it a little bit more and see what they're saying. Even maybe some radio programmers, maybe that's one episode where it's, you know, a radio programmer and a, and a label head. Um, I don't know, but like, I, I think that that's a really important piece of this conversation. And, um, while we do of course want to highlight females every week, we also want to try and actually figure out what's going on and, really move it forward rather than just talk to women because there's more people involved in this conversation than that. And also, you know, I want to get some just male artists in here. I would love to have Michael Ray. I would love to have Ryan Hurd. I would love to have Brothers Osborne because they have all been pretty fierce supporters of women and and wanting to get that. Thomas Rhett getting two. He got on Danielle Bradbury's single. And of course, he has the number one with Marin. And that's like something that uh, the girls from Runaway June said when they were like, well, there are some dudes out there that are like, you're not going to put women on the radio, then we're going to bring them with us. And of course, that spurred the whole Miranda Lambert and Jason Aldean number one, where she was not shy about saying she needed a guy with she needed a what did she say? I needed a penis to get a number one. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. See, I love Miranda. Oh, and Miranda Lambert. Of course. So, yes, I could go on and on, but um, I just really I'm excited to see what we can do with season two, especially now that we've gained some traction and and people are kind of getting to know us a little bit better. I think Shania would be a great guest because she's recently talked about not only the sexism involved, but the ageism. She mentioned once you reach a certain age, goodbye. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, that kind of generation of. Trisha Yearwood and Martina McBride and Faith Hill. Yes. Uh, Sarah Evans. Oh, and Sarah Evans, because she just got that whole, she was pretty outspoken about it as well recently. Yeah, that would be, I definitely want to get her into. Because they had so much success in the 90s and in the 2000s, and it would be great to get their perspective about what they were doing that may be different than what some of the artists 
of today are doing. Yeah, and their experiences during that time. But two that you have to have on next year are Kimberly Schlappman and Karen Fairchild of <gasps> yes. Little Big Town. Oh my gosh, that is so necessary. We've got to reach out to them like as soon as possible. They're my favorite. You get those two going and it is... Well, and Karen did one of the most iconic things this year during the... Uh, Artist of the year was CMT when she just used her time up on that stage during her acceptance speech to name off all of these great female artists that programmers could be playing. You know, they're not saying that there's a lack of them. She's like, listen to all of these people. And all of them were there. All of the girls that she listed were there and just freaking out. And man, that was that was a big moment. Karen and Kimberly are so intelligent. too. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun to talk to them because it they're just they're just a barrel of laughs. And they make so much sense. And you're just like, I love you. Yeah. You know, they're just, they're like captivating both of them together. It's just, it's a, it's a nice tandem. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. So you mentioned guys. Mm-hmm. It's time to get some guys on here. Right. Uh, you mentioned who? Uh, uh, Michael Ray. Michael Ray. Ryan Hurd. Brothers, Brothers Osborne. Osborne. You have uh, a, uh, not, I guess, underlined uh, reason, but. They're married to, or not there. <laughs> they together are collectively married to Lucy Silvis. Right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So they, they've seen it mm-hmm. like firsthand uh, how difficult it is. Right. Um, Lee Bryce would be another good one. Yes. Oh, and he was recently doing that uh, woman showcase, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good one. See, we need it. I like that. We're just like brainstorming with everybody listening to us. But we're I mean, that's that's what this is, though. You know, we've just been trying to be super chill and real about it and. And I think that's the only way to really get it done, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've got another question for you. Hmm. We've kind of instituted that plays it forward part of the podcast where one of the artists will cover another female's catalog, a song from her catalog. We like to say to keep the sisterhood alive. Yes. We've gotten... Some really great performances. Are there a couple that jump out to you? Oh, number one to me is still Delta Ray's Diane. Oh my gosh. You know how much I love that song anyway. And so their harmonies, just, I I watched that video so many times. I also really enjoyed um, Kaylee Shore's version of uh, Love Triangle, Ray Lynn's. And that was a really sweet thing too, because they had just started to really become friends. I think that's what she was saying. Like, you know, recently... And, um, and so it was cute to like see the retweets and, you know, that, that kind of bond between them over just something as simple as a performance. So I, that really stood out to me. How about you? Besides Delta Ray doing Cam's Diane. Oh yeah. It was amazing. Oh yeah. Like we knew we were listening to something special Mm -hmm. when they were performing. Rachel Reinhardt did Cheryl Crow's (gasps) Strong Enough. Yes. I had forgotten, you know, she was in Gloriana for years. Right. Now she's doing the solo thing. I had forgotten how just like stunning her voice was Mm -hmm. if you go back and listen to that one um we were all sitting in there just like in trance we were just like wow and then we got a lot of dolly uh and the one that jumps out to me is carly pierce did nine to five and like really made it her own mm -hmm. yeah that was awesome probably can sing oh man that girl she can really be the next big thing and i think she I think she's on her way. Yeah. Yeah. And I love her representing because I mean, if you, and if you haven't listened to some of these podcasts, like you got to go back. Carly is one that was so great. She's so eloquent and like thoughtful with her answers. And um, yeah, I just really enjoyed that. There really hasn't been one that I haven't enjoyed, to be honest. Like everyone has just been great. Well, that's, what's cool about it. You, you might ask some of the same questions, but 23, 24, completely different answers every time. And Mm -hmm gone back through here and all these little tidbits that 
stick with you from Carrie to Marin to uh, Carly and, and everybody mm-hmm. in between. It's just it's been it's been a real fun uh, thing to be a part of and yeah. learn from and just kind of take some of the stuff that they've said and uh, put it out there on the website mm-hmm. and uh, just be cognizant of it when when I'm writing articles. Yeah, you know, that's that's a big thing. Well, I'm curious. What is, is there one that really surprised you that maybe you weren't like expecting to be so open or, or anything along any of those lines? Was there one that surprised you? I've interviewed Marin two or three times and they've always been really good interviews. The answers, if you go back and listen to the questions that you ask her and the answers that she gives, they are, they are brilliant. Like I, I was in awe of some of the answers that Marin was giving. They were just so thoughtful and mm-hmm. she hadn't, you didn't run these questions by her. You know, these are all things that have happened that she was thinking of off the top of her head. By the way, that is true. Nobody is prepped on any of the questions because we really like to keep it very organic. So, yeah, that, that there's a little tidbit for you. We never let them know what we're going to be talking about except for the general idea. So I know yeah. she's a big name, but her answers just blew me away. When she got done, I, was just, I just told her, I was like, that was unbelievable. Yeah. You know, I'm sure she hears that. Yeah. But you just... Sometimes you forget, you, you see the artist up on stage or uh, you talk to him on the red carpet at award shows and I get 10 minute interviews with them here and there, but you sit down with them for 30 minutes or an hour and just let them unleash and you can really learn some stuff and you just see some or hear some poignant answers from just like 20 different artists. Yeah. It's just been real fun to sit back and watch you do that work and then <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nice for me to be... Hey, you do the, the work scenes. with me. You right. do. But you're getting the answers from them. And, and every time that you do an interview and, you know, it, it gets picked up by another outlet or, mm-hmm. you know, the Carrie interview. Everywhere. My goodness, that ended up on every news outlet and uh, Twitter feed and, and Facebook feed. That was wild, it was man. huge. Yeah. Like to see it on like Entertainment Tonight and like Today.com and all of that stuff. It was, that was definitely something that was really special. Yeah. Well, okay. I think we got to wrap up because it's been like 25 minutes and (laughs) I don't even know how that happened. It feels like it's been five seconds. That always ends up happening with these conversations. But Jim, I just want to say thank you so much for doing this with me. I'm so excited to like keep going. We're going to get to season two really soon. We still have one more episode left before we wrap up season one. And um, it's just been so fun. And and I just appreciate you so much. Well, thanks. I think 2019 is going to be a really big year for this. So keep up the great work. Hey, you too. Man, I really enjoyed that. Hopefully you did too. It's really fun to chat about like the behind the scenes stuff for sure. Obviously there are no performances this week, but next week we will be back with one final podcast for season one of Women Want to Hear Women. It's episode 25 and you heard us mention it, but I'm going to say it again because I'm so excited. Cam will be wrapping things up. So looking forward to that. And hey, big thank you to our entire team here at the podcast, including Jim Casey, of course, Ryan Kirshner and Brian Webb. Love you guys. But most of all, thank you so much for listening. Let me know what you want me to ask Cam too, by the way. Find me on Twitter. I'm at Elena D. Smith. Hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye. Westwood One Podcast Network. Everyone's listening 